Yes, I will. All right, we're going to get started. Welcome to Let's Talk Sales, the podcast that's all things sales and business development. This podcast series is for CEOs that are looking to build strong companies, sales VPs, and sales managers that want to take things to the next level, and of course, for salespeople that are looking to improve. This podcast is brought to you by Calavia, the sales playbook platform that's made for your team by your team. The Calavia Sales Playbook houses your company's best practices, templates, and processes. And it also functions as an online sales training academy for new and existing hires. Learn more at calavia.com. That's C-O-L-L-A-V-I-A.com. Today's podcast is part of our Q&A series, where we respond to questions from you, our audience. We really love this segment because it gives us an opportunity to respond to the challenges, questions, and day-to-day issues that you are all going through. If you have never submitted a question or a concern and you'd like to participate in a future episode, go ahead and get your thoughts over to us. You can send them to us via email to podcast at criteriaforsuccess.com. Or you can post your questions and comments via Twitter using the hashtag AskCFS. Be sure to tag us. Our handle is let's underscore sales. Let's underscore sales. Let's underscore talk underscore sales. Okay. A lot of underscores. A lot of underscores, unfortunately. <laughs> let's get into our show today. This is Rebecca Toomey. Director of Marketing here at Criteria for Success, and today I have our CEO, Charles Bernard. Hello, everybody. (laughs) So Charles and I are here to talk about a really cool topic, and it's one that we've been addressing all month here on the Let's Talk Sales podcast, as well as on the Criteria for Success blog. And that topic is leveraging business advisors, coaches, and mentors. We love this, don't we, Charles? Oh, yeah, especially when it's close to the end of the year. It's like everyone's really happy, especially (laughs) us, and spending money. (laughs) That's right. Everyone's happy at the end of the year, trying to think of new ways that they can step up their game in the next year, make great plans, make good things happen. But before we move into our audience questions and comments, I really want to set a little bit of context for this episode. And, of course, we just did that a little bit. We're talking about this topic as we enter into a new year. And it's important because as a sales leader or a high achiever, chances are you're constantly looking for ways to do more, to be more, grow more. And from our own experience here at Criteria for Success, I can say that business advisors and mentors have made us here internally what we are today. So as a side note, if you'd like to learn more about the difference between a business advisor, a coach, and an advisor, Please visit the show notes for today's episode because you are going to find a free copy of our newest ebook where we dive into all of that and talk about the differences between advisors, coaches, mentors, and how they can help you skyrocket your career. That's the title of the ebook. So you can find that ebook at criteriaforsuccess.com slash pod113. Second note here, Elizabeth and I talked about this ebook during this month's ebook interview episode on the podcast that aired on December 10th. So go ahead and jump back to December 10th if you're in your podcast app, or you can also find a link to that episode in the show notes. Again, that's criteriaforsuccess.com slash pod 113. <laughs> okay, third note. <laughs> a lot of notes. There's and so many notes. I have so many notes. And underscore. <laughs> we also hosted a webinar on this topic 
Mark Taylor, who is actually Charles's Vistage chair. So he's Charles's business advisor. He's my coach. He's your coach. He gave a great webinar with us where he spoke about spoke. He spoke about the benefits of peer advisory groups. Again, check those show notes. We'll have a link to it. All right, now enough of that, enough of the announcements. I want to move into these audience questions and comments because we've got some good stuff. So, Charles, let's start general and a little bit personal for you. Hmm. I would love it if you could share a little bit more, Charles, on why you believe this topic is so important and how business and advisors and mentors have helped you to become the person that you are today. Wow. Well, that's a great question. So (laughs) how business advisors have helped me and mentors have helped me be the person I am today. Well, it's hard to separate the two. Sure. But I will tell you that first rule of really getting value from mentors and advisors is really a simple one. And it's a little bit of a cliche, but that is as a mentee, really listen. Like Mm -hmm. I've learned one big skill from working with people like Mark Taylor, who you just mentioned, Mm -hmm. and other people, um, that if I really listen for something worthwhile, it doesn't matter. Anyone could be a mentor. It doesn't have to be a formal relationship. You're my mentor many times. Like earlier today, we were in the corridor walking around, and um, you wanted to share something, and um, I listened, and and as you were speaking, I was learning some insights about leadership, because that's what we were talking. And for the record, I was also seeking coaching from you because I was going through something and needed a little bit of help. And I said, Charles, could you coach me? Yeah. (laughs) So I think just um, being open to to listen and look for value has made me appreciate a lot of what people have given me. You know, I kind of see these very forced advisor, mentee, mentor relationships where we have to talk about something important or I have to get something off my chest. Or there's oftentimes lots of meetings where I don't have anything. Okay. At least going into the meeting, I don't think I have something. And one thing Mark does very well, who we've mentioned, um, he'll hear something and he'll say, let's just step back a little bit. Let's just rewind the tape and go back to something you said earlier. And then I'm like, oh, here it comes. He's (laughs) he's picked something that I might have missed. Okay. And that's where, you know, we, uh, I know that I'm answering the question in a long-winded way, but um, I hope that gives people listening a little bit of traction on that key relationship between your advisor and you. Sure. So I think, Charles, would you say that, would you be in the same place today if you hadn't had anyone to mentor you or to work with you in the way that mentors and advisors do? I'd probably be picking out um, fish bones and <laughs> garbage out of dumpsters. <laughs> okay, okay. So they have helped in the you back a little of Grand bit. Central oh my gosh! Hey, there's a career in that. I I, I see something there. <laughs> funny enough, it's funny that you say that because you know I come through Grand Central every day. I know, and, and I was we coming. Work right there. Yeah, we work. Our office is right across the street from Grand Central, and I was walking with a good friend of mine that lives in my building. We take the train together in the mornings and she was so funny. We walk in, it smells terrible in here today. Let's get on Yelp. One star, Grand Central. (laughs) And so now we just joke whenever, you know, things are weird or not going well. We're like one star. (laughs) Mm -hmm, The power of social media. Yeah. We're not going to really give it one star, but you know, in our minds, we know they're trying. We know they're trying. But to answer your question, I think without, 
what what I find is, and I've said this to a lot of people, and people have said this actually to me, is you might get someplace uh, without a mentor and advisor, but I just think you'll get there a lot faster. Yeah, faster, right? Because yeah. they allow you to see things, especially in yourself. That's what I'm learning right. so far. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I, I guess I should put a little context to that. I, I did mention this on our last episode, but Charles very kindly entered me into the Vistage Emerging Leaders Program. And so now I have some mentors and it's been a really cool thing and to stay on track and keep on track and keep on that growth momentum. Mm-hmm. And it seems to be working for you. Well, we'll see. <laughs> well, I don't want to wait a year to find out. <laughs> All right. Now, our audience had a lot of questions about mentors, like how to find a mentor, how to choose a mentor, how long you should work with a mentor. So could, let's address some of that. What are yeah. your thoughts here? If you were a budding sales leader yeah. and you wanted to grow mm-hmm. and you also wanted people in your team to grow, where would you start? Well, I'd start with, I mean, I want to answer the question seriously because we've been horsing around a little bit. But I think you've got to give yourself what I call enough runway that you can land the plane. Mm-hmm. And a runway of, in a coaching relationship for me in general, I know I'm really generalizing, I'd say a year, 12 months. Okay. Because, you, you know, if you're working with someone and it's working, uh, I tend to find if I don't think it's going to work, I tend to find that out early. Mm-hmm. But in terms of getting a cadence, a rhythm, showing up, understanding each other, uh, being comfortable, let's say that takes three months. Mm -hmm. And then you've got another six months to really hone your skills, what you're learning, what that mentor is helping you with, that coach advisor is helping you with. Um, So that's kind of like the sweet spot of that 12-month period, that six months in the middle. And then the tail end, three months, is really where your coach recognizes that you've um, made some advances and you're somewhat in a little bit of a wind down period. Now, some programs can be longer, some can be shorter, but I I, I tend to just off the top of my head say, think about the time element first. And Mm -hmm. if you're not willing to commit a significant amount of time, like a year, Mm -hmm. then you're probably looking for one hit wonders. And I don't know that that's such a good thing in the coaching relationship. And when um, you're mentioning three months, six months, 12 months. Is this on a weekly basis, bi-weekly, monthly? Yeah, I think I think weekly or bi-weekly works. Okay. Um, you know, that it's, again, regular cadence. And one thing that I think a lot of the time, uh, I, I have actually a pet peeve of this is about this, is that um, meetings with your manager, meet, meetings with your coach should be structured. Yes. So what I mean by that agenda, is right? an agenda. And let's have the same agenda. Like we're going to cover these three topics in a half hour because that's all you have for a half hour. If it's a longer session, you might have one or more topics, but they should be the same because then you could look about, you could work on um, seeing progress. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a little bit like our daily huddle at CFS. Okay. Like it, okay. We have four topics we cover in okay. a half hour. Okay. Uh, we really talk about three and then the fourth is everything else. But I find we all get value from that. Um, and I think the same thing with, with some sort of uh, mentoring and coaching. That's why I love the Vistage model mm-hmm. because there is a structure. It's like we process issues a certain way. We ask questions a certain way. The meetings have a certain format. Okay. You are coaching me right now, just so you know. You, you don't know it, but you are. Because no, I, I have that. a triad 
call next week with my triad from my group. And I agreed to be the one to keep us on task and create an agenda. Cool. So now I'm <laughs> listening to you. <laughs> See, like, feed me, feed me some stuff that I can follow. Yeah. Now, what about when it comes to finding a mentor, where to look, that kind of stuff? And I do want to throw into this conversation to our listeners. If you download the ebook, we do have some ideas in there. Yeah. But just Charles, I didn't know if you had any no, thoughts I, to I, add I here. Mean, I, I honestly think that um, you don't want to rush into something. But if you find someone you like uh, right away, then then go with it. The easiest way to find someone, I think, is to find someone who's in a similar situation to me, mm-hmm. like same size business, same size level in the company, uh, similar industry, et cetera, and okay. then ask them if they're comfortable sharing um, coaches they've worked with or a current coach they're working with that might have bandwidth to work with. Oh, me that's too. a really good idea. Yeah. That's a great idea. Cool. So, so think of someone similar. Similar. It and could then even ask be similar them. to you in personality. Like, yeah. you know, I'm a chatter. Mm-hmm. Like I like, I, I mean, I get the whole nodding and tell me more. I mean, I don't want coaching to turn into therapy. So I think okay. it's a dialogue mm-hmm. and it isn't like getting on a couch and, and spilling your guts and hoping someone's going to kind of give you the magic pill. <laughs> I don't think it works that way. I think you discover a lot just in a conversation, frankly. Um, I I don't know if this answers the question or if this is another question, but I'm a big fan. That's why I love Vistage again with group coaching. Like it's okay to do, like you you mentioned a triad, Mm -hmm. you know, this idea of twos in a a coaching relationship Mm -hmm. and threes in a coaching relationship and the difference. And I think you get more value for me personally at least when i'm in a triad okay because you're all kind of keeping each other honest doesn't get so stale and oftentimes if two people are talking and one's coaching the other even as the observer i'm getting value because Mm -hmm. the chances are they're talking about an issue that's related to one i may be having okay so you can relate a little bit more so that's also something to consider too is a triad and you can even coach each other as peers. That's sure. why it's called peer advisory or Absolutely. you know, a peer advisory group, which is a lot of what you, you do within Vistage as well. Yeah. So it's a two-way thing. Like you're coaching each other and you're listening to each other and you're learning from each other. Definitely. Now, we talked quite a bit about the difference between business advisors and mentors during episode 107. That was the episode with Elizabeth and I where we talked about the ebook. So I won't rehash that conversation But I do think it's important for us to mention the most obvious differences between mentors and business advisors, which is typically that mentors are giving their time freely. They're a free resource where working with a business advisor is an investment. You are choosing to work with someone, you're paying them to help you. So of course, there's benefits to working with both. And Charles, I'd like to learn a little bit more about you know, what you think the benefits to working with business advisors are specifically. So that's kind of the paid side of things versus a mentor. Yeah. Um, what is their impact on a business? If Are there any p- potential pitfalls that people might want to keep in mind with, if they're considering hiring a business advisor? Yep. And when is the right time to yeah. hire a business advisor? I actually advisor? have one now, which I can give you a good example on. Okay. So um, free and and paid. I don't, really like free anything to be honest so for here's what i mean if if you're paying and it's an investment you've got some skin in the game well that exactly that's that's kind of obvious yeah 
Um, so you're going to, you're going to show up a little different, perhaps you're going to commit a little more because there's money at stake. Mm -hmm. The temptation when it's free is that you get what you pay for kind of a thing and you don't necessarily apply the same degree of rigor Mm -hmm. unless, which is what I have with this, this person that, um, we mentor each other, unless there's something besides money. Okay. That you're each getting from it. So for example, as the mentee. Uh, and as a mentor, uh, there's there's something at stake. So in the paid uh, relationship, money's at stake. Mm-hmm. In the mentor relationship, I think learning is at stake. Like I have a guy who I share my weekly goals with, who's also in my Visage group. I won't mention his names. So I want to keep it confidential. Um, but <clears throat> as the CEO. Uh, I often think it's a good idea to have someone outside of the company. I think it's a good idea, obviously, to have someone outside of the company mentor me on my weekly goals. Mm -hmm. And the reason he does it is because he sends me his weekly goals. So we have this peer, like you said earlier, peer level relationship where where one one's wearing a mentor hat, but the next minute the other person's wearing a mentor hat. And we're both in it because we appreciate and value the uh, the relationship and the learning and it took me a while to I actually asked my group and I I had to feel bad because some people wanted to mentor me in my group when mm-hmm. I put it out there like I'm looking for a mentor someone I can share my weekly goals with and I had like three people okay. volunteer okay. and I ended up selecting one and I had to be very tactful about telling the other two that I didn't really uh, you didn't make the cut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. And like, what's wrong with me? So, um, but this individual, again, it comes down to style. And I think he benefits from uh, stuff that I can provide because he's in a professional services business that's very different to mine. Sure. But I also respect his uh, knowledge and vice versa. He, he, I think he leans on me a lot because of my sales expertise. And that's an area... He wants to grow. Okay. So you got your, you both benefited each other and what you were both looking to achieve. Right. Basically. And we hold each other accountable. Like okay. we're both the type of personalities who, when someone's really slammed, like we both are, yeah. we don't just blow it off. Like sure. I sent him an email. It's so funny. Like a couple of weeks ago, I said something like, well, I got to get a flight and um, maybe we should skip this week. And he said, he shot me back an email right away. He said, hold on. No, 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 no. <laughs> Good. Yeah. That's great. That's exactly That's what, what I you want. needed. He's, he yeah. closed that back door. So. Good. Now, what about the other side of the coin, which are, you know, in the investment? You're investing in a business advisor or a group like Vistage. What's the impact there? Is it worth it? I mean, you spent a lot of money. Yeah. Um, I think you have to you, you have to be willing to ride out the bumps. Like there's always okay. gonna be bumps. Like I've been in Vistage since my God, it's now 2018, 2009. It's so 20, almost 2019. 2019, right. So I've been, in, <laughs> actually, I think it's 2005 when I first joined Vistage. Wow. So during that time, I, I'm paying my monthly dues. There's going to be months where either I don't have that much to say or someone else is going to say something that I don't really resonate with or the, the meeting wasn't as great. It's not all going to be a 10. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're sevens, sometimes okay. they're sixes. Okay. Oftentimes they're off the charts, valuable. Okay. So I think it comes down again to what you put into it and the respect you have for the process and the group. Great. And I can tell yeah. you that I 
to answer your first question, <laughs> I wouldn't be where I am without really having invested um, that time and, and that effort uh, in that group. Yes, I'd be seeing you at Grand Central. <laughs> Picking out garbage. Yes. Okay. Now we talked a, a little bit about mostly about mentors and advisors on this podcast episode today. So I want to talk about coaching because we didn't address that. And it's a little bit different. You know, anyone, not anyone, but anyone can coach or be yeah. coached. There's kind of a little bit more to it. So if you are a sales leader and you hold a title like sales manager, obviously chances are you're probably already doing a little bit of coaching or you should be coaching. Maybe you don't know how, maybe you're having a hard time or you feel like you're not a great coach. So I felt like this was a great opportunity, Charles, for us to, for me to ask you this question to share with our audience. How can our audience get great coaching and give great coaching? Yeah. Oh, wow. First of all, I'm going to give you the cliche, wow, that's a great question where I think about how to answer it. <laughs> 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 um, first rule I learned as a sales manager is um, you've got to be able to coach effectively as a sales manager and be coached. Um, so willingness, you have to be willing, willing to be coached. That's the first thing. And, be, and act as a coach and give up this. Uh, position that you're really the chief, the best seller on the team and really uh, give up your ego and, and help others truly get that you are genuinely, authentically committed mm. to their success. Wow. And yeah. people kind of confuse that. They go, well, that does that mean if I'm committed to their success, I'm selfless and I don't get success? No, mm -hmm. it's a two-way street. Sure. Um, so I think being committed to uh, to being a coach and having others coach. What was the rest of the question? Well, so so far what I've got from you is you have to be willing. You have to be humble. Yeah. Kind of learn to step back. You have to be committed. And it really the question was how do you give and get great coaching? Give and get. And getting great coaching, I guess I'll, I'll speak to the – I'm going to answer for you. Go you for ready it. for this? Yeah. Just ask for it. <laughs> if you feel like you're struggling with some with something or a, yeah. a project, a task, whatever it may be, go to your manager or your mentor and ask them to give you coaching. Express the issue. Yeah. Ask for coaching. Well, and and for, truthfully, I'll just I'll push back a little bit by just saying that not everyone's going to be a great coach. Sure. So there's a lot of people who are willing to coach, but they may just not be a good coach for you, and mm -hmm. they may, frankly, not be a good coach. Mm -hmm. But I do agree. I mean, I think being willing, but I think there's some skills you get. I think the thing I always stick to is what is the right thing? Just stick to the right thing, and you know. You'd be amazed. Mm -hmm. So a lot of coaching is just uh, getting out of your own way and really um, thinking about, what? How do you accurately represent uh, something important to the other person? Because for me, the biggest thing about coaching is not the content, not what I have to say, okay, but more often how you hear it and how sensitive I am to you listening to anything I have to say. Okay, so I have to kind of work on the other person a little bit and see, keep checking in. Mm -hmm. How open are they? How willing are they? Mm -hmm. um, even though what I have to say I think is good, it doesn't matter if they don't hear it. Yeah. Yeah. You actually gave me some great – you've given me a lot of great coaching in that area where you've you have you've taught me how to speak to the actual issue without getting emotional and getting that kind of emotional pull because all of us are very 
you know, we're very uh, passionate about our work and what we're doing and what we're trying to do. And if somebody comes at you with something, they want to help you to coach you to be better. It's so easy for us to take it as criticism and say, oh, they're just shooting me down. I just feel disempowered. And it's about speaking to it at a different level, which is what I've learned from and you. And I think what we said, because I can talk about our, our session this morning where we were both talking about an issue and um, everyone's now wondering, what issue? We're not <laughs> going to tell it? you. <laughs> You'll never know. <laughs> but the issue, but I think what we're saying here, just to be clear, is it's okay to be emotional because we're all emotional creatures. We, we just want to make sure that we're not giving people judgments uh, and that they recognize that we're giving them as objective and reasonable as possible something that we believe they should be looking at mm -hmm. and it really is a check-in keep re you know keep rephrasing keep looking to see if the person on the other end is reacting well to it i think the problem is this is the hardest thing about coaching i find you ready for this it's what's not said mm. like i'm talking to you i have no idea what's rattling around in your brain relative to what I'm saying. Sure. What's absorbing. Right. What's absorbing. Are you thinking I'm judging you? Are you thinking I'm making you wrong in some capacity? Do you feel less than whatever those thoughts are? Um, so it's the unsaid that I think good coaches can somehow surface. Okay. And, and it could be simple like, did what I say make sense? Mm -hmm. I'm getting the sense that maybe I said something that might come across as judgmental or this is how I feel. I'm not sure it's the right feeling, but I can at least tell you, I, Charles, feel this relative to what we're saying. Is that accurate? Mm -hmm. So that whole checking in to allow people to kind of get out of their own head a little bit. Okay. Um, does yeah, that make sense? Totally makes sense. And for our listeners, be sure to jump to those show notes. Again, criteriaforsuccess.com slash pod 113. I'm going to show, throw our coaching ebook into those show notes. So if you want to learn more about how to be a great coach, that is the resource for you. And now, Charles, let's round this out. You know we're always talking about sales playbooks. It's what we do here. And we love to continue developing them and sharing. We love to share tips on how our listeners can evolve and grow their own sales playbook. So how might our listeners include coaching and mentorship into their sales playbook? So there's two things. One thing we recommend is that you have a private section between if you're coaching others on a team, because that's what the sales playbook is geared for, that you have a private section between you and your coach or your coachee and you, and um, you post notes in the playbook. So uh, find a private area where you can if you've had a conversation on the phone or in person, instead of walking around with a pad and, and, and a piece of paper or writing stuff down somewhere else, use the playbook for that purpose to mm -hmm. keep notes about what you're saying, what, what key issues got brought up, so you can have continuity from one session to the next. Great idea. And the Calavia playbook includes that section which is awesome. We use that internally here at Criteria for Success. I have a section for coaching for Ariana and for Natalia. So it's really, really cool. Well, Charles, thank you for that tip. Thank you for all of your advice and for being here today. You're very welcome. Always a pleasure. And happy holidays to everybody. Is that appropriate to say? Yeah. And happy new year to and everyone. We're rolling right into this new year tomorrow. So <laughs> hopefully you stay safe out there. Don't drink and drive. <laughs> You know, all that good stuff. And for those listening, I hope you enjoyed today's session and found it valuable. If you would like any of the resources that were mentioned, the ebook from this month or the coaching ebook, 
or the webinar that was on advising, please be sure to visit those show notes, criteriaforsuccess.com slash pod 113. Thank you again for listening to today's show. Be sure to tune in next week. We've got a very special interview with Rob Levin. He is the Chief SMB Officer of RSL Media and Editor-in-Chief of SpeakSMB.com. He is a marketing expert. We have a great conversation to share with you guys. So if you like hearing about marketing and sales alignment, you're not going to want to miss this episode. And of course, all month we've been writing about business advisors, coaches, and mentors on the CFS blog. So if you're interested in learning more about that topic, click on over to the blog at criteriaforsuccess.com slash blog. We are rolling right into January now, which means a new topic. Next month is all about planning. So keep keep tuned. Stay tuned. <laughs> keep keep tuning. Keep tuning in for more on the new year and kicking this year off right with planning. If you have sales questions that you'd like answered in the future, again, please submit those to us at podcast.criteriaforsuccess.com. And Let's Talk Sales is a production of Criteria for Success and is produced by myself here, Rebecca Toomey, Ariana Miskell, and Elizabeth Frederick. Happy selling, everyone, and happy 